0: Hello, and welcome back to the Point Love podcast with your host, Skylar and Kaylin. Yeah. Nice. Um, Last night, we had the blessing mm. um, of seeing Hozier live in concert at the Hollywood Bowl. It was spiritual, to say the least, I would say. Kaylin got to see a
1: really embarrassing side of me in where I get... I just start like I can feel my shoulders shaking with sobs, and I'm like, "She can see you."
0: <laughs> you did sob like three times, but <laughs> but I feel like it's like warranted, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I did, I did, I didn't sob, but I did, I did tear up. I I I I tore up a couple <laughs> times. She tore that shit. Up. Um, I I teared up. I guess teared up. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I tore I, up. Why does that sound wrong? Man, I tore up a I little bit up. and
1: sadness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The stanky leg in grief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yes, that was that was a blessing. Um. We had many horrors consist <laughs> or per- persist. Um. Over the course of a hollow weekend <laughs> last week. Oh my god! Can you believe that was only a week ago? That
1: a week ago. was an ancient meme. Isn't I just that- drag out from the vine days. Yeah. No. Dog. Dog. I got that dog in me and
0: she's tired. We just had basically, uh, at least a, a brief recap of my weekend. Saturday morning, mm-hmm. um, me and me and my roommate Taylor were going to get breakfast with one of our friends. Um, and her car stalls in the middle of an intersection. Like, literally in the middle. Like, we were trying to turn left, so we were pulled out into the intersection. Um, so then... That happened, and then we couldn't even get breakfast because because they couldn't we had to like breakfast. They had, don't even have dental. No, <laughs> because we had to get the car towed and do all these things. We did eat eventually, but not until like one or two p.m. Um, so that's how I started my weekend off. And then oh, and then Saturday. Halloween we went or not I mean not Halloween but we went to a Halloween party um had the most horrifying uber ride of our in- our entire lives yeah. collectively
1: <laughs> um I feel
0: I feel like I can speak for the car when I say yeah the spine
1: chilling oh my god because here's my thing I it's like a joke that like if you're in an uber you just kind of nod uncomfortably when your uber driver is saying some questionable things because your life is in their hands so if they're just like oh, man, they just start ranting about, like, stupid shit or, like, start ranting about Joe Biden or the gays or women or whatever. You just kind of go, like, hmm. Because you're like, listen, man, I got about seven more minutes of you in the car and then we part ways forever. So mm-hmm. you just kind of have to go, like, hmm. You just let me out here, actually, um, if, if that's no big deal. And I employed my previous strategy of dealing with people i didn't like on public transportation like in chicago by acting like i was asleep so immediately once he started lindsey opened his mouth and started saying some like questionable annoying uber driver things i slumped over on my friend keely's shoulder and i was like good night because then i'm like no one's gonna engage with me i can just pretend that this is all fake maybe i'll actually take a nap who mm-hmm, knows mm-hmm. um and so that's where we all were it was one of us in the front three of us in the back and i was just like whatever i'll just pretend to be unconscious and then when we get home we'll get home and then i'll just that'll be my night and then call it the spirit of satan but something compelled this man to put literally every single one of us on edge
0: i have never truly like i mean i've had some questionable like uber rides i feel like we all have but i have never truly been like so this this man's a serial killer. Like this like truly, I've never felt so in danger. We are about to be victims for real, for real. For real. And and I'm I'm so glad that there were four of us in the vehicle, because truly, if it was just one or even just two of us, yeah. like I probably would have been much more fearful. But I was more like, I don't know if it was because I was a little drunk or what, but I was, like, kind of laughing. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is how the night ends? This is how the night ends? Um, yeah, many, many horrors. Um, it did sound like he... <laughs>
1: like. I... Should we just explain the scene instead of tiptoeing around it? I don't know why we are. It's just...
0: Yeah, I guess. I I guess so. Basically, okay. Basically, this man, I don't know. He starts talking about politics, whatever. We're like, okay, cool. He's like, are you you guys interested in talking about that? And we go, no. No.
1: And he goes, (laughs) all right. And he just keeps going. And we're like, "Uh, fine.
0: Fine. Yeah, we're like, sure, sure. And then um, out of nowhere, he goes, hey, you guys should really be careful of, like, whose car you get into. Like, you need to make sure that you're checking that it's, like, the right name of the Uber driver. And we're like, immediately, we all just still, (laughs) we're like. Why would you say that? And then <laughs> you can tell, because
1: Taylor's in the front seat. She's like, oh, I did. Is this no, yeah. Johnny, right? Yeah. And you can tell that there's, like, a little bit of panic that's creeping up in her voice. And I'm like, uh. And he goes, no, no. You guys picked right. Don't get me wrong. You guys were right. But a lot of girls aren't right. Yeah. And we're like, and that's when I start stirring a little bit. <laughs> I was like, even in my even, even in my state, I, like, open my eyes and I'm like, they, like, pop open. I'm like, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right. right Yeah, yeah. And then he just randomly... Well, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, there are a lot of Uber drivers out here who are, like, raping and murdering girls. Like, you guys need to be really careful. And he's like, right over there on that corner, two girls were <laughs> raped last week. And we're like so how do you know that like was it you like, like, these what? girls are
1: just getting into the back of uber drivers doing the i'm drunk routine and then they wake up across the border and i'm like you know the classic i'm drunk routine classic i mean women be like pretending <laughs> that they're knockout drunk and conscious in the back of ubers you know how they do you know how women do yeah how, how how women are
0: just women things um <laughs> just girly things <laughs> Yeah, no, truly horrifying. And we were supposed to have two stops and we were like, no, I think we're going to get out here, actually. I think we're going to get out at the first stop. Uh, Thank you so much. And then we stop and then he gets out of the car and we're like, oh my God, he's (laughs) getting a hatchet. He's going to chase after us. And we're literally we're like, go, 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 lock the doors. My favorite
1: part of this whole story is like, um this man truly did not know any of us she he did not not know which apartment was ours he didn't know our names but for some reason we're like no no we have to make our improv make kicked out believable. so i'm getting text messaged from taylor being like skylar invite us to your apartment for a sleepover and and then we did and it was very yes and i was like actually it's kind of late you guys want to crash on my couch and you're like actually that should be fine taylor do you want to do that she was like, yeah i could do that because like, yeah, like yeah i could do that too i was like yeah i mean it should be okay with my roommate let me double check i think i have like i don't know pillows or something or i'll have to double check and taylor's like i can help like fold the linens if you want and like <laughs> we can go to the laundry room after like it'll be fine and i'm like yeah i think i have makeup wipes also make sure you guys don't sleep in your ma- it- oh we're like what is this a fucking skit to the point where we got to my apartment and i'm like so he had no idea his apartment this was. no but we're sitting around and we're like you know the, the lights aren't you know whatever the light was on already so it's not like we like turned the light on when we got in it was on and then i was like Part of me was like that was really convincing improv to the point where I was like, so where do you guys want to sleep?
0: <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, which oh, side didn't mean it.
1: Oh, you didn't. I knew that. No, well, I knew for that
0: sure, for sure. I, I was just gonna make pancakes, um, in the morning, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I will just make myself. It's fine. So that was our night. That was our night. And then personally, my horrors persisted <laughs> the next day. Must say, um, because my tire was flat. <laughs> and I thought I was gonna have to get new tires I had to like literally on Monday that day oh my god wait oh my god wait sorry sorry I just realized that the horrors persisted throughout the weekend (laughs) like outside of the weekend as well (laughs) so I yeah so my tire no breaks my tire was flat this is it was like boom 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 club another club horror another horror Um. I yes. Yeah, so my tire was flat. I tried to change the tire myself. wasn't working. I had to call um like d- uh, n- uh, roadside assistance. I was or like, why do well, I didn't
1: think of A A A R P? Like that's not no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know R P. Triple A. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, I had I had go. to
0: call roadside assistance and have someone come and change my tire for me. And then I had to go. And get it fixed. Luckily, they just had to patch it, so I didn't actually have to get like new tires because that would have been fucking expensive. And it was only like $22 to get my tire patched. So that's all fixed. That's fine. Then I was supposed to go on a date that night. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) This Seinfeld ass (laughs) plot that comes to us straight out of like a 90s sitcom. Mm hmm. So I was supposed to go on on a first date that night um, of some, you know, someone I met on a dating app, whatever. And I do the thing I feel like most women do where I Google his phone number because I'm like, I want to make sure one that like this is actually the person who I'm meeting um and to just like general like I just want to know your last name. I just want to have some like reassurance, you know. This whole process
1: really just made me realize how much I raw dog online <gasps> dates. huh? I'm just show up and like, well, I have
0: faith. No, I'm always I'm al- I'm always googling. Um I'd be googling. And what I discovered was so shocking and horrifying. Not anything wrong on his part. <laughs> um but we did have the same last name. <laughs> we had the same last name
1: isn't his family also from like the same area yes
0: and his family is from the same area that like my side of the family is is from and i'm like oh my god oh my god are we related oh my god are we related is this like my second cousin like what the fuck? what what um so then i have to do the most awkward thing of my entire life i have to call him And be like, hey, sorry, this is super weird, but I did Google you and I think we might be related. His response, though, was fucking hilarious. He goes, I mean, yeah, he was literally like, I mean, probably not. I was like, what do you mean? We have the same last name. He's like, I'm into it. Who's to say? Yeah. I was like, we have the same last name. And he's like, well, I'm still down if you are. I was like, no, no, I'm respect. Respectfully, I cannot date someone with the same last name as
1: He'd be like, hey, we, we might be related. He goes, okay, and? Okay. You called me for that? Yeah. um, I knew that. (laughs) You don't remember me? It's me.
0: It's me. Do you remember Nana's funeral? (laughs) (laughs) Those were the horrors of my weekend. Um, Did you have any additional horrors or just just the Uber ride for the most part? Daily horrors at work. Oh, yeah.
1: We live in a society and i want to not work ever again yeah. however we really do be out here and that's all i can really say about that and i'm like you know what i saw i feel i feel like such a jet setter right now because here's the thing i make plans because i never i'm so bad at being like the 9th is a tuesday like i'm 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 terrible at being like numbers correlate with actual dates mm-hmm. And so I always just agree and I make plans on everything and then they all show up at the same time. And I'm like, what I overbook myself all the time to the point where I'm, I need like a personal like assistant to be like, here's your latte. Also, here are your appointments mm-hmm. for today. I need like I need Tiara Gold from High School Musical 3. I need her. Um, and so I accidentally because I bought these concert tickets like months ago. And within the span of like one week, I, I've I've been to three concerts. I am old why the fuck am i not bouncing back faster <laughs> god i'm just like i'm like <sighs> right now if you were like hey here's your favorite you want to see taylor swift again i'd go no no, no i don't you want to see troy savant i can't <laughs> i have nothing else to give and most of letters just standing yeah. standing and vibing and i don't even have the energy to stand and vibe which bodes very poorly for daylight savings <laughs> if I'm already lacking energy to do the things that I love. So, and it's
0: winter time. Yeah, so when are we going to all collectively agree that like daylight savings is stupid and we don't need to do it? I don't understand. I was, like, in my because literally, I'm like, it was already getting dark at like 6, 7 o'clock. Like, that's too early. <laughs> that's too early, frankly. Actually, not even... No, yeah, like 6. Like 6 o'clock. I feel like 6 p.m. is absolutely the earliest it should get dark. Now... It's going to start getting dark at 5? I'm not even done with my work day at 5. Dude,
1: What do you mean? being me have the mean? computer still working when it's dark. I'm just like, what am I, on the night shift? Is no. it 9 p.m.? Do I have
0: a family waiting up on me at home? No, it's actually horrifying yeah not um and the horrors pers- persist <laughs> sorry i keep saying that but truly we've gotta start being positive truly they do <laughs> um yeah but many but hey you know what here what are what are our um <laughs> you know like the hills and valleys what's what's your what's your valley for the week do you know what i'm talking about at all not you no. know when you're at summer camp and they're like okay no. i would say like your hills and valley or like like at, <laughs> when you're on like a school field trip Sometimes they'll do that on the bus and they're like, like you're high and low of the day.
1: No, I don't know what that is.
0: They didn't care what we thought um. <laughs> or they didn't care what we believed or had It's fun. just like, I feel like it gives you, it gives children a space to be like, hey, this is what sucked. But also mm. there were good things about the day too, you That's know? That's nice. Okay. So valleys are good or bad? Valleys are bad. I
1: think valleys are because if, if, if mountains, Cause I feel like
0: hills are like hard to get up, but valleys are easy. But I they're like know. higher
1: versus lower. That's where I'm confused. Oh, I- let's just say ups and downs. Okay,
0: <laughs> positives and negatives. Let's keep it simple.
1: All right, so I've said plenty of downs. Let's think of an up. Yeah, whatever. Oh positives? my God, I saw Steven Sanchez. <laughs> I can't. I can't start <laughs> another obsession. It's too soon heartstopper still has me (laughs) i can't double up we watched the
0: holdovers which is probably like one of my new favorite christmas movies of all time yeah it was good (laughs) sorry for me personally there was a bit of a jump scare but that was fine (laughs) which one him having a literal schizophrenic parent (laughs) my childhood literally being on the screen with no warning No yeah, it just came out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, oh! And frankly, it was a it was an accurate depiction. Mm. Um, but yeah, sobbing. Well, <laughs> like, all right. So that was, I mean, another personal horror, but it was good. It was good. It was a very good movie. I urge everyone to see it. Um, okay, so. Yeah. <clears throat> this week's episode, I thought it would be kind of interesting. I feel like there's a lot of discourse about like how technology and, like, iPads and iPhones and all that stuff directly impacts, like, childhood development and Mm. just, like, children in general. But I haven't really seen that much conversation around how technology with parents affects their relationship with their children and also affects, like, childhood development through, like, their own actions with their relationship with technology. Um, Did that make sense? Uh, Yeah. Okay, perfect. So... That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm talking a lot. Of, well, I'm not even going to tell you because guess what? You're going to listen. So oh. I, <laughs> so first of all, I have a couple questions for you to kind of set the scene. Um, how old were you when you got your first cell phone? Cell phone or smartphone? Cell phone. My next question was going <clears throat> to be, was it a smartphone?
1: Okay. I got a shitty flip phone in middle school in the seventh grade because that's when i started to get into extracurriculars and i needed something to communicate to my parents when i was going to need to be picked up late after school yeah um yeah i think it was either sixth grade or seventh grade. I'm pretty sure it was seventh grade, but it could have been sixth grade. Um, actually, mine was kind of cool. I got it from Walmart. It was like a part flip phone, part kind of touchscreen because mm. the flip phone part could be like folded back, so you flipped it up and it was like a keyboard. It was a horizontal yes. phone, and if you flipped that horizontal phone vertical, it could be like a vertical like kind oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. touchscreen. I know, but like out. it. But it the wasn't a smart It Did not work. No, I in fact, if you hit the internet button, you had to be like, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you get charged a million dollars. Dude, I remember that cell phone too. I would have. I broke up with my first ever boyfriend over text. Um, in the back seat of the car on a long road trip, oh my and god. then I had to go back in and tearfully erase all of my messages so that way my mom couldn't read any of them and know that I had had a boyfriend. Oh my god, it's okay. That was the gay one. Uh <laughs> It was just more like an emotional heartbreak than anything. Yeah. Um, and then I think my God, my, I got my first smartphone in high school. I
0: think okay. when I was like a freshman in high school. Do you know like what year? Oh, God. 2014, maybe? 2014. Okay. Okay.
1: 2015. Similar. Ugh.
0: Um, okay. So your parents did go through your phone. They, did they read your messages and yeah. stuff? They did? To this day, and like, I, I know it's like a force of habit, but like, to this day, like I don't have a password on
1: my phone um i know i should because my whole life is in there but yeah, it would just be like randomly be like phone check and if oh. i like if i because i mean they didn't do it often enough yeah. but it just enough to keep me on my toes and if i was on something they would just kind of go like they would stick their hand out for me to give it to them and if i like hesitate a little bit they'd be like okay now give me like it was more like a like a test of like you know the old thing of like you lo- raise your hand to punch someone it's like two for flinching it was yeah. just more like a like a test to see like if you just willingly give it because if you just gave it over like, without, like, yeah. blinking, they'd be like, all right, like, I'm okay, bored. I don't actually care what's on here. But if I'm like, all right, hold on. They'd be like, what are you erasing? Just fan fiction. Yeah, well, actually... Just
0: explicit fan fiction. That's what was on my phone. That
1: was what, that was, what was on my computer. Oh. <laughs> they didn't check that because I was writing. So they just assumed uh, that I was yeah. just doing homework and writing on my novel about my half-mermaid pirate, uh-huh. which I was. But also, I was going through, like... You know, AO3, FanFiction.net, Wattpad, yeah. etc. Um, did no, they ever track your location or anything? Um, No, they did not do that, I think, because they didn't know how to. I think uh-huh. if, like, the tracking technology was better at the time, they would have. My uh-huh. parents didn't even really get a Snapchat until, like, I yeah. was a junior senior or yeah. whatever. Mostly... Um, my parents just wanted to make sure I, like, wasn't saying anything salacious over, like, text messages. Um, good thing they didn't even know what Tumblr was, so I could have Tumblr on my phone. Um, they didn't know that that's where I was gaining a personality (laughs) and learning about social justice and looking at sex gifts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of on Tumblr.
1: Tumblr. (laughs) But also Glee fandom spaces, they did not, they will never find my Glee blog. I've, I, they'll never find it and you'll never find it. (laughs) You, you won't. <laughs> and I know you're really proud of, like, your internet sleeping skills. I've made it impossible. Um,
0: but, um, yeah. Did they ever track your grades through an online portal? Like, did you have, like, a grading portal that Ooh. they checked? Like, regularly?
1: No. Okay. But my school did this thing where, like, every two weeks they would print out our report, or, like, um, not report cards, but, like, weekly check-ins yeah. or whatever. And I was supposed to bring those home yeah. and show them um and if and did they have to like
0: sign it or whatever
1: occasionally um they did or they would just expect to see it they'd be like where's your recent like grade report Mm -hmm. like like i'd just be sitting at the kitchen counter and they'd be like where is it i know you have it and i'd have to be like Mm -hmm. i I doodled all over it while school was in sessions i'm like here you go and then they're like i see (laughs) interesting
0: last question okay this is kind of a two-parter did your parents like share photos or memories or stories of you online on social media on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, that one, you didn't want them to, or two people made fun of you for.
1: Yeah, that's all of it. Dude, all that my mom ever, and my dad doesn't care, but all that my mom ever did was post pictures mm-hmm. of me and my sister all over. And like, she didn't post pictures of, like, my naked ass or anything. But, like, if I thought it, I looked ugly in a picture, she'd be like, well, I look good. <laughs> or she's like, no, you do not. And, like, on the one hand, that's meme fodder. And I'm glad she posts them now because I can look back and be like, <laughs> dork. Yeah. Um, and so maybe I'm like, mom, I look really ugly in that. She's like, oh, shut up. You do not. See, look at all your grandparents that are liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a couple of videos, like, um... One thing that my family likes to do is if one of us is sleeping in the back seat, um we all have to turn around and scream and pretend like we're all getting in a car accident and then my mom or someone will film it. Mm-hmm. Um so there's the post there's a there's a video of me just completely unconscious in the back seat. that happened to that happened to my sister a ton. Um and she would That's post horrifying. she would post those videos of basically us being like jolted away because we think we're about to get, we're about, about to, to die. die. <laughs> God. So those are up there. As far as like did people at school like look at those pictures yeah. and make fun of me? No, because I had given them plenty of fodder in real life. Like it wasn't like I was like a popular kid and they're like, "Hey, hey dork, I saw that your mom posted uh-huh. a picture of you." Like that's unflattering because I would just
0: show up to school and talk. They didn't need to stalk my mom's Facebook. You're like, "No, I did that myself." So, <laughs> so thanks. Um okay, interesting, interesting. You've a little bit of a different experience than I do. Um do you think your parents are a little younger than mine and also mm. my dad well actually both my parents just didn't really give a fuck about the internet mm. um so i feel pretty lucky my dad didn't get a smartphone until probably like 2015 maybe huh, 2016 right, he literally had like a just a flip phone and he had that flip phone mm-hmm. for his like he held out for as long as he could he really did I know the, the drama <laughs> Um, And at that point, like, I was already in high school, and frankly, he barely knew how to use it, and he certainly wasn't tracking me on it or Mm. sharing anything to social media. I think he just got an Instagram, like, two years ago, and it was literally just so he could, like, connect with his kids, like, and (laughs) see what they're up to now that they're all out of the house. Um, And while... I do think, unfortunately, my parents' ignorance of, like, social media and technology gave me the freedom to, you know, talk to strangers on the internet and leave a remarkably embarrassing digital footprint for myself. Um, I did have privacy. I had a lot of privacy, and I think I was granted a lot of freedom and autonomy with um, my just, like, how I navigated the internet. Um I do think that we're kind of one of the last generations to like have this privilege of our parents, like needing to catch up with technology. Um, You know, I think nowadays, most parents, nowadays, uh, most parents of like tweens and teens are pretty hypervigilant about the dangers of the internet. And they've adapted pretty well to the new norms of social media, online grading systems. Mm -hmm. um, And they basically know every single way that they can like, supervise and like surveil their children virtually if needed. Um, I do remember in school, a lot of parents, my, my parents never did this. Again, I don't know if they knew how to, um, but I knew a lot of kids in high school whose parents, you know, they were on like Life 360 or whatever. Yep. And their parents were constantly tracking them. And while I think that's a helpful thing, absolutely, just for like safety reasons, I do know a lot of people whose parents would literally text them and be like, where are you? You need to come home right now. Like that is not where you were supposed to be. And it was just like a complete um i think like fallen or what? what's the word i'm looking for like like it, it, it just really crumbles your trust yeah. between like you and your and kid. like
1: to be fair when i talk about the fact that my parents weren't really involved in my internet experience i don't necessarily say that as like a like a thankful thing mm-hmm. like because here's the thing on the one hand I do appreciate, obviously, privacy and, you know, privacy is, is important. I have a story to tell actually later. It's about McDonald's. It's very funny. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, I feel like the the old, you know, news segments of like, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? And like you would go on these these news sites and just be like, all right, there's this hot new app. Do you know if your teen has it? Yeah. And they'd be like, you don't. And, and I do think it's important because here's the thing. And we'll say this once, we'll say it a thousand times. We just saying the word algorithm is like our boogeyman on this <laughs> podcast. But it is so remarkably easy for children's multiple minds to fall down algorithms that you have no clue. Yeah. And it's, it's heartbreakingly common to hear stories of realizing that you like 10 year old is like following Andrew Tate and you don't know, you don't know what they're like, you don't know what they're saying in like, um, like, uh, like, oh my God, I can't think of it. S- stream.
0: Info
1: Wars? Yes, Info Wars, but also um, like Twitch streamers. You don't know what they're going on. Like if they're in chat rooms, you don't like the fact that my parents didn't know about Omegle (laughs) is on the one hand, thank God, because I would have gotten grounded, but also they probably should have known. Not that I was doing anything like terrible, but again, like my Omegle story of like thinking that I found like a Harry Potter fan that I was going viciously back and forth in paragraphs and then I thought that I had found a friend and my parents found out they were furious. They were fuming. And I'm just like, you guys, aren't. they're like, why didn't we step up sooner? What the hell? um my mom knew that (laughs) i forgot about this this is funny too so um i made a new i made it my first ever email address was given to me when i was like 12 or 13 it's like here you go baby steps into the internet Mm -hmm. and then i started using that as like my spam internet internet the fuck spam email so then i made like a new email but my parents kind of every email that got sent to that email or the other email would get forwarded to them as well. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And then I forgot that um, I had like reactivated my Hinge account and I made it go to my spam. And then my mom called me being like, what the fuck are you doing on Hinge? And I'm like. How well, old were you? This was last month. <laughs> 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 because since she's like, I thought this because you just said, welcome back to Hinge was all that the thing said. And she's like, I thought it was your father. So they had no fight because my mom thought because my mom just left like coincidentally was on the way to a vacation with oh. her friends and she had just left my dad home alone. And then she gets an email saying like, welcome back to Hinge. Yeah. We've missed you. And so she's like, what the hell? My dad is like, not why me. don't you check where the email comes from? She's like, oh, Skylar, what are you doing <laughs> on Hinge? I'm like, I am 24 yeah, and lonely. Of course I'm on Hinge. Um, but yeah, like. Knowing what your kids are up to and just like checking in on the videos that they watch. I know so many people are just like, leave the kids to their own devices mm-hmm. and literally haha. But like just checking in occasionally because I feel like I would sometimes watch some questionable stuff and maybe not on like my iPad or anything. I didn't have an iPad. Maybe not on, like my laptop or my phone or anything. But even on TV, my mom would be
0: like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I'd
1: be like, you know what? Now that you mention it, stupid. It I, is I kind think, of
0: stupid. I think I think there's definitely and, and, I, and I I don't want to stray too far from, um, I guess, like the point of this. But I do think there's definitely a fine line between, like, allowing your child privacy Mm -hmm. while also ensuring their safety. Um, And obviously, I think it also depends, like, well, maybe not so obviously. But, like, I I do think it depends what age the kid is as well. And, like, I I think it's important maybe to be a little more hypervigilant when they're in middle school. And then when they're in high school, I... I don't maybe this is an unpopular opinion but i'm kind of like kids are gonna do what they want to do and like is it worth you ruining your relationship with your child by like stalking their every move and being i think when it becomes such a major invasion of privacy without anything really warranting it then that's when a lot of parents end up ruining their relationship and their trust and their bond with their kid so then when something bad actually does happen and their kid needs someone to turn to, they're probably not going to turn to that parent because they know that that parent is going to be like, well, I told you so. I told you you shouldn't have been doing that. And it's like, that's not a safe space to be in. So I definitely mm-hmm. think there's like a fine line. But anyway, I am first going to talk about online grading portals, which I feel like maybe is kind of random. But um, I found this really interesting article. I think it was from the, I think it was from New York Magazine. I'll, I'll link all my articles and stuff below, of course. Mm. Um, but this is really interesting to me because I think I, when I started like high school was kind of when, well, maybe middle school a little bit too, but I wasn't really like checking it, but like high school, especially because that was more when I was like on top of my own grades, like mm-hmm. my parents were never really on top of my grades that much. I think just because I was like a good student anyway, yeah, and they I'll just kind it. of trusted me to like, you know what you're doing, like you'll, you know, you'll I, like, I don't really have to worry about it. Um, but my parents, I don't think they knew how to check the online, like, grading portal. But now, all of these parents have apps, like, literally have apps on their phones, and they get notified every single time, like, a new grade is updated, anytime a point is lowered, anytime, like, anything happens in any class that their kid is in. So a large point of contention between parents and child, or parents and children, like, has always been grades, of course. Um, but historically, like, parents never really had the option to see in real time how their child is doing, like, on every single assignment, with every single point, with every single percentage. Now, of course, with the standard of online grading portals, like, parents are literally notified every single time a new grade is entered into the gradebook. I, I think especially...
1: Um, what i would just kill myself
0: yeah and it's like that's not fair because obviously like your your grade is an average of how you do like if you get a c on one test that's Mm -hmm. not going to completely fuck you over if like you have an a on everything else you know so obviously like especially as a teenager the one thing that i feel like you crave the most is autonomy Mm -hmm. you know like you you just want freedom you want to feel like you're an adult you feel like I'm old enough to make my own decisions especially when you can like drive you're like I'm basically an adult like what do you mean um but especially like you want your parents to trust your decision making and trust that you are competent and capable enough to make the right choices for yourself and I feel like constant access and like helicopter parenting around these online grading portals just kind of leads to distrust from both the parent and the child
1: it also makes it so like you act you you lack the trust in yourself to be able to fix your own problems exactly because like as a kid if i'm like oh shit like i flunked that test and now it's up to me to like do really well in the next couple of of assignments because then like it's up to me to fix the mistakes and my parents never know but if i know that the second i flunk a test my parents get like a ding they just flunk this test then like what's the point what is the point of me like actively trying to do it if I know that I'm already fucking grounded, if I know that there's yeah. no point in like trying to crawl my way out of this hole that I've made, if there's if there's no point. It's the same like mo- like the motivation is gone. If I was going to clean the dishes, I was going to clean the dishes. But getting home and your mom's like, you have to clean those damn dishes. I don't want to anymore. I was yeah. going to. Exactly. And now I don't want to because like you told me to do it very dismissively and now it's like a chore. Exactly. So it's so <laughs> funny
0: you say that. Um, Dr. Jody Gold, a board-certified adult and child psychiatrist, says that her young patients frequently say that their parents ambush them about their grades. Yeah. They walk in the door or sit down at the dinner table eager to have, like, relief from the pressures of the school day only to immediately be interrogated about a disappointing test result or an upcoming essay deadline. There's a lot of yelling and screaming at the kids. Why didn't you turn in this math homework? The Spanish homework, she says being policed kids or being policed leaves kids feeling less competent, less in control and less like their parents value them regardless of what they achieve. She adds, ouch. Um, And of course, a greater percentage tells you very little about like what is actually happening in a classroom. Having this information doesn't lead parents to have a better relationship with their children or their children's teachers. Gail Cornwall, who wrote an article in New York Magazine about the consequences of these online grade books, says these apps have unintended consequences for family dynamics, often interrupting weekends, increasing conflict, keeping kids up at night, and making parents feel forced into an intensive helicopter style of parenting. This software can change the way parents and kids interact with teachers, too, with the nature of the data, points and percentages, encouraging negotiation rather than cooperation. So kind of like you said, like, I feel like these grade books have caused many to lose sight of the purpose of school which is facilitating learning and development. Parents don't care why their child got a bad grade, just that they got a bad grade. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of working with a teacher to review the material and really understand why they missed certain questions, students and parents just want to know how they can get the grade back up. Like, it doesn't even necessarily matter if their child is actually learning the material. It's just that mm-hmm. they want them to get a better grade on it. Um, And I think it's really easy as a child to feel undermined in these situations as well. You know, it feels like your parents don't trust you enough to solve your own problems or to work with your teachers yourself to improve your grade. Instead, your parent goes directly to the teacher to negotiate a way to improve their child's grade. And this seemingly small issue of having your child's complete grade book in the palm of your hand bleeds into deeper issues of trust and autonomy. I Like, for example, I remember being in school and having to pr- literally prioritize my study time strategically because there was just so many fucking classes and so mm-hmm. many tests. So sometimes there was literally just too much to do. So what would I do? I would sacrifice a grade in a certain class that I had a good grade in so that I could focus more on a different class that maybe I wasn't doing as, as well in. That way, I like was able to like if i was had a b in a class i was able to really focus on that test for that class that was coming up but if i had like a french test or something that i was doing well on i might kind of sacrifice that test score so that i can do better in the other one that's more important Mm -hmm. but had my parents been policing my grade work or like my school work in this way they would have seen that i got like a c on that french test they're like well why did you get a c on that french test and it's like well because it was more important for me to get an a on this other test and i didn't have enough time to like adequately study for both and i mean that's like a whole other issue of like schooling and grade work and like why do we have eight period at least for me we didn't have block scheduling which i feel like would have been much better Mm. but we literally i had i mean probably like six academic classes a day so then i would go home and i would have six classes that i had to do homework for and it's like what the fuck? that's not fair but that's a whole other conversation (laughs) anyway um and you know while it's important to be present and engaged as a parent, it's also just as important to allow your child the freedom to make their own choices and their own mistakes. And of course, you need to be there to support them when they need it. But it's also important for kids to learn how to handle their own like real world consequences. Um, there's there this other article I read that I it, it doesn't super tie in, but I do think it's kind of interesting. Um, there's a study that came out that was basically like potentially a big reason why children are suffering more with like mental health crises now than like historically is because they don't have the freedom to play outside of like parental supervision. Mm -hmm. And that's how as children, they really are able to grow confidence in themselves. Um, You're able to kind of build trust with your parent through that. And they were kind of talking about even children like as young as five, you know, like when our parents were kids, their parents were like oh i don't want to see you until like the sun goes down like Mm -hmm. they would just let them go out and play and hang around with their friends it's 10 p.m
1: do you know where your children are (laughs) Like,
0: oh fuck where i was wondering where i was something was missing and it's like now people are so and i i mean to be fair like rightfully so i don't think we really live in we don't live in a society whatever um but like in america we we aren't super built to like support children in that way like you have public parks and stuff but like there's so much traffic everywhere and like Mm -hmm. there's just not really great like infrastructure in place for children to be able to go out and like play on their own and of course there's the whole other like you know everyone's terrified of their kid being like kidnapped and like sex trafficked and all this stuff And um, that makes it so that kids really never have unsupervised playtime, which is so important for their development. So that was a whole other thing, but I I thought that was really interesting. So now outside of the apps that like directly impact your kids, like their grade books, like 360 you know, et cetera, um, the continued presence of smartphones and technology alone like within... like a a parent's relationship just with their phone, can negatively affect their relationship with their child. Uh, There was an interesting study that came out from the Journal of Development Behavioral Pediatrics that suggests that parents' use of mobile technology around young children may be causing internal tension, conflicts, and negative interactions with their kids. Um, you know, smartphones and technology have kind of blurred the lines between work and leisure time, like now more than ever. So now when parents are home, you know, they're still getting emails or texts from work and they're not completely able to like untie from that aspect of themselves and focus on their home life. Mm -hmm. So for example, like, let's say you just walked in from work, whatever. Your kid wants to show your parents a new trick they learned. It's probably just like a really bad somersault, but that's okay. Um, that parent gets an email notification at the same time. They're like, okay, just one second. They, whatever they're reading or responding to visibly frustrates them. They huff as they send out a reply, and the mood in the room completely shifts. The parent's annoyed at is annoyed at whatever's happening on their phone, but the kid can't necessarily separate that from their parents' response to what they're doing. So now it feels like the parent is annoyed at them. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you know what, I actually don't have to show you my somersault because you're visibly like you're in annoyed. A mood. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with that. Um, some caregivers report a trickle-down effect. Their emotional response to whatever they're reading on their mobile device, whether it was work, email, or bad news, sometimes affected how they responded to children. Study participants also described more attention-seeking behaviors from children when caregivers were heavily attentive to their mobile devices, which prompted negative interactions such as snapping ki- or snapping at kids. So it's like, you're you know, busy on your phone or whatever, your kid knows that you're not paying attention to them, so then... They're going to do whatever it takes to get your attention, which mm-hmm. could be something negative. It's I mean, annoying. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we are going to look at a rat study. Let's go. <laughs> so buckle Let's up. Go. Um, but this is actually kind of interesting. So. University of California, Irvine did a study where they placed some mother rats and their pups in modified cages that didn't have sufficient material for nesting or bedding. This would distract the mothers into running around looking for better surroundings and end up giving their babies interrupted and unreliable attention because they're so focused on just like, I need more bedding. Like, I need, mm. I need to nest. Um, Dr. Tally Barnum, professor of pediatrics and um, anatomy neurobiology, and her team compared the development of newborns raised in this environment to those raised in normal cages where mothers had enough material to create a comfortable home. While the offspring grew older, or when, sorry, when the offspring grew older, the researchers tested them on how much sugar solution they ate and how they played with their peers, two measures of how much pleasure the animals are feeling and a proxy for their emotional development. So this is about how they're developing emotionally when their parents are, like, interrupted with their attention, basically. The rats raised in the modified environments consistently ate less of the sugar solution and spent less of their time playing and chasing their peers than the rats raised in a normal setting. So, I mean, obviously it's like a rat study. I you you can't like super be like, "Oh my god, that's exactly how it is with humans." But like, I I I I feel like there is some merit to it and there are definitely some conclusions that you can, you know, kind of like hypothesize about it. That means that for people there might be a similar critical time during which babies need to have a mom and dad's reliable and consistent attention in order to form proper emotional processes. Mm -hmm. That could include knowing that at a certain time every day food will come or that when a toy appears mom will play. If mom is distracted by a call or a message alert and turns to the cell phone instead, then this pattern gets broken and the crucial learning that should occur might not happen. Other studies have shown that such poor development of the pleasure system could contribute to mood disorders such as depression and anxiety um so that's kind of like where i end with all of this with the little mm-hmm. rat study um but once again I, I i think it's really interesting how a lot of the focus on technology is about how putting your baby in front of an ipad like yeah. affects them developmentally we're not really talking a lot about like how the parents' relationship with their phones and with technology affects their relationship with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel pretty lucky to have grown up in the environment that I did where I feel like I was awarded a lot of freedom with my own use of technology and even just, I mean, like, my dad, again, my dad had a fucking flip phone until I was, like, 16. Like, he was you know, he wasn't really getting anything that important on it other than, like, maybe, like, calls to grandparents and things like that, like... Um, I, I I think it's really interesting how now as we you know develop into a society that really relies heavily on immediate communication and immediate like gratification when it comes to our cell phones of how our relationships with those devices really affect like development within mm-hmm. w- within children um, so. I don't know. It's like you can take away your child's screen time and like not get them a phone until they're in high school or whatever. But I think being really critical of like you uh, me acting like I have children, um, mm-hmm. my cats, my cats know when I'm when I'm, when I'm reading a stressful email, um, the rats, <laughs> but, We're the rats. But um yeah, there, there were a lot of really great articles that I, like, looked into for this. Um, I think there's still, obviously, a lot of, like, research to be done. And, frankly, there's probably research out there that, like, I didn't even come across. So, who knows? Um, but I definitely think it's, like, something to be considered and something that not a ton of people are necessarily, like, being critical of. Mm-hmm. Which I find interesting.
1: No, one of the things that always, even, like when i was in high school kind of made me mad as everyone's like oh kids in that damn phone and i'm like my parents well fine parent is more addicted to that, like to her cell phone than i am mm-hmm. and like i'm pretty tuned in um and like yeah every time my grade would slip or something bad she'd be like it's because of that phone it's because of that damn phone and meanwhile she is just like so glued into facebook and instagram at this point that i'm just like peel it back and like I don't know. You're you're right that I feel like a lot of people are rightfully so kind of tearing down this idea that like if you're going to put your child in front of the iPad to entertain them, then maybe like be more active as a parent. But again, like you're so right, like limit their screen time, take away their iPad. You have to also be engaged. And that means that you have to take a, a kind of a step back from being a plugged in member of social media. Mm hmm. And, like, I feel like a lot of people kind of don't take that into account either that, like, so you don't have to keep your child entertained the whole time. They're like, oh, my child reads and, like, uses their imagination and plays outside, whatever. It's like, okay. And on your part, then, you also have to be engaged and entertained. Like, yeah, it kind of gives me, like, the the 1950s parent model of, like, don't talk to dad when he's watching the news or reading the paper or reading his favorite book. And, like, you know, when mom is on, his, on her crossword puzzle, don't, like, you know, fuck her up. Mm-hmm. But, like. So, you know, it's not like a new experience that kids have to learn around when their parents are distracted or if they're in like a bad mood because of so and so like mom just came back from bridge or from grocery shopping and like, you know, to tiptoe around her. But I think being engaged and not being like my child is boring me and like kind of tuning into the world around is something that i feel like people need to understand that they're going to have to give up a little bit Mm -hmm. like not to say that you should also go on like a full social media detox obviously not what i'm saying but like i feel like yeah a lot of people you know our age or a little older millennials or so are pretty accustomed to like just kind of when things happen we're in it like we when pop culture happens we report on it when something happens in the news or on twitter like we look and we are engaged and not and being a couple steps behind makes us feel old, like we're like behind the times. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you're a parent, so you need to be a on. You need to be comfortable with being a little bit behind the times. Yeah. You need to be like, so wait, who is this like influencer I've never heard of? Congratulations, you have an offspring. This is yeah. exactly how it's supposed to feel. <laughs> um, I did promise you a McDonald's story. Oh, yeah. Here's what that story is. So this was my this was my fault. Um, and this was this was. So it was junior year, and um, this was when I had, like, the Snapchat friends, I guess. But sometimes it would just be like, so-and-so is, like, following you on Snapchat. It, I wouldn't mutually. They'd be like, wants to be friends. And sometimes I would hit yes, but sometimes I would just hit, like, whatever. And a lot of times Snapchat would do this thing where it's like, we well, found this person in your contacts. Yeah. And they want, and, like, so, like, I think one of my friends, like, one of my, like, mom's friends was, like, so-and-so from your mom's work found you in their contacts. And I'm like, whatever. I babysit your kids before. Like, Mm -hmm. I know who you are. Who cares? Um, But mostly what I use Snapchat for day-to-day was talking to, like, a squad of, like, 10 people. And there was, like, an inside – it was, like, junior year, and it was an inside joke where it was just, like, oh, the things that I would do for, like, a McDonald's right now. And I put on my story, I was, like – it was, like, because, like, rehearsal for the musical or, like, the play, whatever, was running kind of behind. And I was, like – Anyone want to give me a McDonald's fry and a milkshake right now? I'll suck your dick. <laughs> anyone want to give me? And, and I'm I'm there, knees. Anyone? And then the then my friend DM'd and was like, "Haha, I'm at McDonald's right now. Like, Venmo me 250." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Thank you." And then the next in my story was me holding a bag of fries, being like, "Thanks, Queen." So one of those aforementioned mom's friends on Snapchat then showed my mom, and then I got this giant paragraph from my dad. Who genuinely believed I was whoring no. myself out for McDonald's? He believed that I was throwing it back, that I was the throat goat for some, that I for like McDonald's, and he was just like, "I've never actually heard my dad be so disappointed in me before." He was—he genuinely thought that I was like whoring myself out for like less, not even a full meal, at McDonald's. And then I told him that like obviously everyone who follows me on Snapchat knows it's a joke. Everyone does. Mm-hmm like from maybe this one person. And he's like, but, like, what if someone screenshots? I'm like, it's Snapchat. I know when they screenshot. And he's like, you can't assume that you know everything. And then your reputation could be ruined because I could come around and bite you. And what about colleges next you? Like, it was. Uh, so that's at that moment. I was like, I am so glad that my parents. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I get it. But I'm like, there is not a single person over the age of, like, 26. That genuinely would see that picture of me. in yeah. like a fucking ponytail being like give me a pair of fries and i will suck your dick (laughs) genuinely thinking that i was just like offering blow for for some mickey fry (laughs) um i think everyone whatever but i'm like i know that the generations have different languages but it it was shit like that and i just know because my parents were the parents that took my door off um so had they the yeah had they the opportunity to do so i think they with with the apps at hand i think they would have definitely leaned into that more which i think is why i get really sad when i feel that people are like hear that parents are using them because i'm like i can i understand how that will feel or how that would feel because i can i can picture how that would feel and it doesn't feel great frankly Mm -mm. and i don't know it's just it's always going to be this fine line between like young people being like we want privacy and then you like reach 25 and you're like i had too much privacy and trying to find that line and knowing that the internet's a scary place and that the world's a scary place and i feel like if anything ever goes wrong it oh everyone always thinks that it's your fault like boom your your son just said some shitty things about women and is now in the principal's office for and like then you have no clue mm-hmm. you have no clue that your son was like that, that there, there's this whole other side of them that you don't know, or or your child goes missing, and you don't know about that until later that night, and then everyone's like, why did, not if only you had parent 360, like, parent, life 360, mm-hmm. like, why weren't you there? Why weren't you in tune? And why weren't you, like, plugged into their lives mm-hmm. enough? And, yeah, I feel like to avoid that and just feel like in the name of safety to be really invested in your kids' lives, but, like, there's a point when, like, if you're, it's essentially the the difference between like, no, I just want to know where my kid is. You're like, I just want to know what they're doing and I just want to know like that they're being safe and that the grades are up. But also it's like their diaries on there and mm-hmm. every mom wants to read their daughter's diary. It's a thing. And mm-hmm. in, before you had to find it and read it. And now it's like my, my daughter's blog is right there. Like it's right there and I can look at it. Mm-hmm. And like the temptation to just like read about their lives and get to know them, especially if they're doing that teenager thing of like, how was school? It was fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, school. It's whatever. Are you talking to Stacey? Not anymore. And like, if they're not giving you any details, it's like human nature to want to like press and learn Mm -hmm. more and kind of investigate and snoop around. But at the expense of being like, girl, please find the
0: nuance. I will say to the credit of parents, no matter what you do, you're going to get like, someone's going to say that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And because the thing is, you're going to have a helicopter parent who hears that like, you're not screen recording every move that your child makes on their phone. They're going to be like, Oh my God, that's neglect. You don't save the ring doorbell footage of when they get home from school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to say it's easy to be a parent. It's definitely not. Um, and obviously every situation I think is unique, um, and, and, and different to how you, you know, choose to interact with your child or whatever. Um, but I, I do think definitely in today's day and age, there is, I, you know, it's, it's important to be mindful of your own relationship with your phone around your children, but also of your child's relationship with their phone and, and, you know, things like that. And especially, (laughs) not to be this person, especially with TikTok, I do fear, (laughs) I do fear that like it's kind of making us stupid. It's kind of making yeah. us a little bit... I mean, it is literally shortening our attention span, like, s- to an insane, to Someone an insane Someone was degree. on their phone at the Hozier concert. Oh, my God, this man. Oh, we forgot. We forgot. Yeah, there was this man in front of us. He was clearly there with, like, his girlfriend or whatever. And it's like, okay, so you're not a fan. That's fine. But this girl deserved more. He was playing some fucking, like, Mario game. Mm-hmm. on his phone it literally looked like mario subway surfer or something <laughs> and he was just playing it like the entire time that Hojo was Ripping playing fat like vape elf, clouds yeah, elf bar clouds and yeah I'm like, and like at first i thought it was
1: cute because like he and his girlfriend were like hugging the whole time and then i realized like he's hugging because he's using his phone literally against her back and they're hugging where he's facing the stage and she's like facing us and i'm like at least turn around yeah. so that she is in your warm embrace and she can see the stage of this artist. And I'm looking at her mouth. She is singing along. She likes these songs. She knows the words. And I'm like, you don't want to like turn around to like yeah. look at the stage. Because right now the man facing the stage is basically like watching like Family Guy, like funny compilations.
0: Like it's a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, horrible, <gasps> horrible. I felt bad. I don't know. I feel, I'm like at that point just go alone. <laughs> like just go to the concert alone if you don't have any friends who like you would have a better time with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just that's just like I feel like that's so disrespectful. It's like even if you don't like an artist, like if your partner like make a fucking effort to enjoy it and like yeah. be present in the moment. Yeah, fucking iPad babies. <clears throat> Ugh. horrible bring it full circle anyway um thank you all so much for listening we are available on spotify apple apple podcasts and youtube um and we will see you next week thank you Bye. bye